All right, good morning, church. I hope everybody had a great weekend, and uh, we're going to do things a little bit different this morning. Of course, we've uh, uh, possibly been exposed. Don't really know exactly what's, what to, to say about this. So uh, just to be safe and just as a precaution for you guys, for your health, my health, my family's health, uh, we're going to do our uh, church service this morning this way. Um, so hopefully, hopefully next Sunday we'll be back. Look, good Lord willing, and the church don't rise. We're going to honor our high school graduates and our college graduates and uh, just thank them um, for the time and effort that they put into their studies and, and graduation and the, the next thing, next steps in life. So uh, again, uh, we're just doing this as a precaution and, and hopefully next Sunday we'll be back at the church. Uh, so last Sunday, remember we, we had a, a pretty good service looking at Lot's life, looking at Lot in general, looking at some lessons from Lot and, and that come out of Genesis and I made a reference back to Lot's wife a couple times. So um, this morning, what we're going to be looking at is Lot's wife. We got some great lessons from Lot's wife, and it has to do with not looking back. And if I had to put a title on this uh, message this morning, it would be just that, don't look back. And I hope this morning that we can each take something out of this in a great way. So this morning's uh, service is going to be out of this morning's uh uh, message is going to be out of Luke uh, chapter 17 and it'll be verse 32 and 33. And Jesus here, as he's saying this, this is all in red. If you got the right Bible, this will be in red. Jesus is saying this morning, it's a very important statement for us to listen to, it, that it relates, uh, I guess the best way to say it is to a big problem that each one of us has in our life. And it's the way that we are to walk away from our old life. Jesus says, you got a problem with walking away from your old life. And this comes out of Luke chapter 17, verse 32 and 33. Verse 32, very simple, says, remember Lot's wife. Verse 33 says, whosoever shall seek to save his uh, life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. And this statement right here, if, if you dig deep enough into it, you need to read before and after as well. But it's sandwiched, Jesus' statement right here, it's, it's sandwiched between Jesus' discussion on God's judgment and between the discussion of uh, how uh, uh, of our ways, changing ways, and, and how that keeps us from that destruction and how we tend to uh, not think about the things of life that, that will tend to make us fall away from, from uh, the path that God has us on. So Lot's wife done something. She turned. She turned away. She turned and looked back where she wasn't supposed to be looking. But not only did she just turn back, she turned into a pillar of salt on top of that. She disobeyed God's command. She disobeyed the instructions from the angels. Was her punishment because she disobeyed uh, that command given by the angels for not looking back? I don't know. Uh, was it because of the reason that she looked back? I don't know. None of us know. God did not want them to look back. And this morning, he does not want us to look back either. He wants us to trust his direction and future for our lives. That's what he wanted for her, I'm pretty sure. Trust moving forward on my command. Trust me in this new direction that I'm going to send you and your family. Trust me in your future for your life. But she didn't trust him. She did not trust him. She didn't trust Lot. She didn't trust her daughter. She didn't trust the two angels. She didn't trust anyone. 
She was so consumed about what was behind her and the life that she had lived that she didn't trust God. She didn't obey God. She didn't listen to that command that, that he had given her. So when we look back, what we're saying in our hearts is that I miss the old way. I miss where I came from. I miss my old friends. I miss my old habits. I miss my old sin. And so I want to look back. I'm not sure, God, where you have me going. I'm not sure, God, of the destination that you have for me. I'm not sure, God, that I even trust you. That's what she's saying. That's what we say when we look back. And that's not what God, that's not pleasing to God. That's not what he wants. He wants us to put our faith and trust in him, which we have done at salvation. But it's not just at salvation. It's the rest of our life here on earth to trust him that he is going to lead us on the path to righteousness. He's going to lead us on a path that is pleasing to him. He's going to lead us on a path that is not full of destruction like the path behind us, like our old ways. Now, Genesis 19, 26, where we was at last week, Lot's wife looked back, and in doing so, she was turned into that pillar of salt like we talked about. Now, in this verse, the original Hebrew words for look back show that she wanted to look upon the city. When she looked back, she wanted to see the city where she came from. She wanted to see the life that she had been living. She wanted to see some of her old friends. She wanted to see that old life that she had been living. And that's not what God wants from us. She wanted to, uh, what she wanted uh, to see was what was left, not what God was saving her from, but what she had left behind her. Jesus is telling us this morning, and he is telling his disciples here in the scripture that we're reading right here, He's saying that we should not be looking back at the things of the world when he has an awful or an awesome, I'm sorry, plan for each one of us. He is saying, I have something more awesome than you can ever imagine. He's telling the disciples right here in red, I got something greater for you than you can ever imagine. I got something that you cannot wrap your minds around if you would just listen to me and not look back. He told the disciples, he's telling us, don't look back. Don't look back with a longing for the life that you lived before you were saved. Don't look back at that old nasty life that you was living. Now, verse 33 again, it tells us, Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. Think about it. Jesus is letting us know that we need to give up our old ways and look to his ways for our lives. There is no good come from our past. Not one thing good. Before salvation, there is nothing in our past that is good because God wasn't in it. Because Jesus wasn't the king of our lives. He wasn't Lord of lords of our lives. So he is saying, throw out that old man and let this born-again man live to please God because that old man can't please God. This new creature that he is, that we have in us through this salvation that we have, that pleases God. So that's what he wants from us. Now, 2 Corinthians, Paul is plain out telling us right here. He says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And he tells us all things are passed away. He is telling us, behold, all things are become new. All things are new. From the moment your knees hit that altar and you say, Jesus, I need you in my life. 
Jesus, I'm a sinner. Jesus, please forgive me. I want you to be the center of my life. From that moment on, all things are new. We have become a new creature. And when we accept Jesus as Lord of our life and Savior, we have agreed to do one thing, and that is to follow his lead. Jesus, lead me on the path to righteousness. Jesus, lead me on the path to redemption. Jesus, lead me on the path that would be pleasing to you. Lead me on a path where I can cross paths with somebody that doesn't know about you and allow me an opportunity to tell them about you. That's what he wants. We can't want the things of this world. We can't want the things of this old man that we used to have. We can't want that. We're to look forward to eternal life. We're to look forward to the things that, that is made of God by his hands, by his heart, by his mind, by his will for us. And we're not to worry so much about these earthly things. He don't want us to worry about these earthly things because we know that they're going to pass away. They're going to go on. If you think earthly is going to die or, or rust or tarnish or give out or wear out, nothing good is here on earth. He said, don't worry about these earthly things. We're to press forward toward the mark that God has set before each one of us. We've got to press forward. Hard to do, I know it. There's too much in our way. There's too many obstacles in our way to keep moving forward. There's too many things that make us trip and fall. There's too many stumbling blocks. As the old song says, make those stumbling blocks, blocks stepping stones. That's what we are to do. When we look back while we're moving forward, what do we do? We're going to fall. You ever try to run through the woods looking backwards? You're going to knock your head off. You're going to trip over a tree. You're going to trip over a stick. You're going to trip over a rock. You can't look back and run forward. You got to keep your eyes set forward and focused on what's before us. Don't look back. Keep an eye on what lays ahead of us. Now, if you're still following me in Luke, go back to Luke chapter 9 for just a second. Luke chapter 9, verse 61 and 62 tells us, And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. We know that verse. We read that verse very often. And I love the reference to keeping your hand in the plow and not looking back. I'd love to have a plow in front of the church. I'd like to have a plow and a yoke. So you deacons and you trustees, you hear this. I'd like to have a plow and a yoke sometime as decoration at the church. I think it'd look great. Jesus wants us to look to the greater priorities that God wants for us. That's what God wants. That's what Jesus wants. Look at the greater good that they have for each one of us. Don't let the little things of life cause us to look back at the way that we were. We can't look back. The little things in life tend to, to, to mess things up in our, in our lives. As, as Hard Rock said, you know, I love this saying from him, and I love the shirt, I guess, that said it as well. Don't sweat the small stuff because it's all the small stuff. I believe that. We can't look back on the small stuff. It's little things. We got greater things in front of us. We have bigger things in front of us. If we, got, if we open our eyes and see the big picture, we're going to see how much God has in store for us. We're going to see the great things that God has for us. You can't plow a straight line if you're looking back at the row you just plowed. It ain't going to look too good. You're going to be kind of discouraged in yourself, and it's not going to be good. Now, if you're still following along with me, and I want you to go over to 1 Kings for just a second. 1 Kings 19, 19. 1 Kings 19, 19. You know the story. I was telling Maria the other night. I, I, I love this. I've never really tied these all together. But I want you to, to listen to this story. Uh, 1 Kings 19, 19 through 21. It says, So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, uh, 
yeah, Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him, and he with the 12th and Elisha, Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. I love that. I've never tied it together until studying it for the past couple weeks. I've never tied it together. Why don't you listen to this? This is where Elisha is plowing the field with his oxen. And Elijah walks by him and he throws his mantle on top of him. In verse 20, Elisha quickly, quickly understands that he was being called to serve God. He knew that. He knew it in his heart. He knew that. But Elijah, being human, does something. Or Elisha, I'm sorry, does something. He says, hey, uh, Elijah, before we leave, do you mind if I go kiss my mom and my daddy goodbye? Do you mind if I go and, and say get my farewells to my parents before I take off on this path that God has in store for me? Do you mind if I go? And in verse 21, Elisha takes that, uh, the very tools. Elijah says, no, you might as well just go home. He says, just, just go home and stay. But in verse 21, Elisha takes the very tools that he used to work with, and he burned them. He burned them. He took the tools, his plows, he burned them. He created the fire to boil the hide off or to, to cook up the meat of the oxen to give to everybody. But he burned them all, leaving him nothing to go back to. Elisha, when called by God, burned his bridge so, uh, to this old life that he was living, and he started looking forward to the new life God had for him. We've got to burn that bridge. We don't want to go back where we came from. Burn that bridge so you have no reason to go back. That's what I say about Florida. I left nothing in Florida the last time we was there because I don't want a reason to have to go back. Don't look back because you will make crooked the straight path that leads to Jesus. Don't make that path crooked. Keep that, that path straight and narrow and clean. Here's where God asks us to not look back. Now, we can view our old life uh, the way we were as, as, a, as a time in our lives when we was the prince of the palace, but when in all reality, we were more like the drunkard in the boarding house. That old life that we had, there was no good in it. Having this newness in Christ as we've been saved, we sometimes look to our old life and see things that, that were not there. We have an example of this kind of view when we read about the children of Israel. If you think about what we read in, on them after being delivered. Seriously, they were delivered out of bondage. These are a bunch of crying Baptist whiny babies right here. Delivered out of the bondage by the Egyptians. Then saved by the parting of the Red Sea. They looked back at their old condition and what did they do? They believed that they would have been better off being slaves. They were so busy looking back that they failed to see all the things that God had done for them along the way. They cried for their freedom. God set them free. They thirsted for water. God gave it to them out of a rock. They cried for food. God sent them bread out of heaven. Man, straight out of heaven. 
Don't look back on our old way of life before the saving grace of Jesus filled us uh, and pulled us and lifted us out of that gutter. Don't look back at our old life. No good come out of that old life. Never look back on it. Now, don't look back on it, but look forward to the wonders that Christ has in store for you. You got to look forward to it. There's some great things in, in store for each one of us. I ain't been here long. I ain't been on this earth very long. It'll be 38 years in a couple weeks. I ain't seen a drop of the goodness that God has in store for me. The same with the rest of you. You've been here for a day or two. We ain't seen the full goodness of the things that God has in store for each one of us. He's got great things in store for us. We just ain't seen it all yet. And when we get to heaven, we're going to see some great and mighty things that he has planned for each one of us. Now, you may not be where you think you should be, but you're where God wants you to be. Whenever you feel down and out, remember that. You might not feel like you're where you need to be, but you're exactly where God wants you to be. And that's where I want to be. I want to be in the center of God's will. No matter how uncomfortable it might be, that's where I want to be, the center of God's will. Remember that God's way is not our way, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. I wouldn't want to be, I don't want to think like God. I don't want to be on that playing field. I don't want to be on the same level as God. I'm just going to believe what the Bible tells me and trust in him, that he knows what's best for me and my family. Now, he has a plan for our lives that we just can't fully understand yet. He's got a plan. We ain't seen it yet, but he's got a plan for each one of us. He's unfolding it before our eyes day by day by day, second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, year by year. He's fulfilling that plan for each one of us. And we've got to trust and obey that plan. Trust in our hearts and obey whatever he's calling us to, to do. We've got to remember that. Now, for a lot of us, we let the guilt of our past life keep us from reaping the rewards of our new life in Christ. We're too hung up on past sins. We're too hung up on the lifestyle that we, we once lived. And we can't. We cannot focus on the bad stuff. We can't focus on the, the bad ways. Don't be shackled by the things that we used to do in our past life without Jesus. You got to remember what the Bible's told us about this. He's cleansed us. He's cleansed us with, with his blood. And the things that, that we have done wrong in the past have been forgiven. The Bible tells us that. We can't worry about them being brought up later on in life. Because those things were done not knowing of God's good grace. Those things were done not knowing of Jesus' free gift of salvation. Those things were done as an old man. Those things were done um, without knowing Jesus the way that we know him now. We've got to remember that. Now, those things in our past are washed away and can never be used to shame us again. And those things in our past have been washed away and cannot be used by God to shame us. Man shouldn't be shaming us, but you know good and well, God ain't going to shame us. He ain't going to bring up the past that we have been lived, that we had lived in. All he cares about is our future and having a relationship with his son. In Christ, we are now a new man. Now, we can see in the Bible that we're not alone in, in that area of past guilt that, that some people live in. If you go back and you look at Jacob, what did he do? He stole his brother's birthright. If you go back in the Bible and you look at Moses, what did he do? He murdered an Egyptian. You go back in the Bible and you look at Samson. What did he do? He had to deal with temptation. You go back in the Bible and you look at David. What did he deal with? Uh, uh, adultery and murder. 
go back and you look at Peter, what did he do? He denied Jesus. Go back in your Bible and you look at Paul, what did he do? He was against all things Christ. But Paul said something over in Philippians uh, 3.12. He tells us that not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. He says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but he says, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Ha! He said, forgetting all those things that are behind. He says, and reaching forth unto those things that are before I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He pressed forward. Don't remember the things of the past. Paul had that kind of past, the kind of past that you don't want to remember. He says, I'm just going to reach forward. I'm going to forget the past. And all I want to do is reach forward for the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen to that. Paul is saying, don't look back at the way that we were, but look forward to those things that await us as children of God. Oh, the things that await us right now. Can you imagine? I can't imagine right now the things that God has prepared for me. Not just heaven, but right now. For the next, however long he has me here on earth. The things that he has prepared, the, bl the blessings that he has uh, prepared for me and my family and for you, my church family, for Chestnutdale. I can't imagine the things that he has prepared for us. And we just have to, through faith and by hope, wait for those things to, to come to fruition and things to, to, to blossom out for each one of us. Look forward to the riches in heaven and not waste our time on the corruptible things of this world right now. The Bible tells us that we are brought, we, we, that we bought, brought nothing into this world and that we will take absolutely nothing out of this world with us. We came in naked, we're going to leave naked, I reckon. That's what they're saying. Paul's telling us, don't let the guilts of our past from, uh, from you know, stop us from, from, from moving forward. Don't let the guilts and the, the bad things in our lives stop us from moving forward. There's no future in it. He, Paul's telling us that to not look back on those things that we have done wrong because we have been washed by the blood of Jesus. Because that's what he does. That's what Jesus does through the bloodshed and through his love for each one of us. He has forgiven us. We need to know that our Father in heaven is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and throw them down into the, the, the sea of forgetfulness where they can never be brought back up again. The Father does not look back on our past life. So why should we? Why should we? Why allow it to keep us from being the person that God wants us to be? History is, is a great teacher if you use it to press forward. Lot's wife looked back in a longing for her old life and it kept her down. It stopped her from moving forward. Will you let your old life be a hindrance or a help this morning? Think about that this morning. Will you let your old life be a hindrance or a help? Let's pray. Father, this morning as we close out this time, 
uh, together, Lord. We may be separate. We may be in our own houses. But God, we're together because you're with us. Lord, we're worshiping together in our hearts. God, as we close out, I pray that if there be one listening, Lord, I pray that they have a past, which we all do. But if they have a past that, that hinders them from worshiping you, if they have a past that hinders them from having a relationship with you, if they have a past, Lord, that prevents them uh, from moving forward, God, I pray that this morning that through your words that they would turn away from their past, start looking forward. Start looking forward to the things that you have in store for them. Start looking towards that mark. Start looking down that straight and narrow path that you are plowing for us right now. Father, I pray that you would continue to move in our church. Lord, continue to protect us. Lord, I just ask for a hedge of protection on each one of us right now for our health and for our safety. Lord, I ask for a hedge of protection around our men and women serving this country right now, whether it be in the armed forces or law enforcement. It doesn't matter. God, I pray that you would protect them. Lord, I support them. Lord, I lift them up to you right now. Lord, they are uh, people that we need in our lives. Lord, there are people that these communities need. And so, Father, I do support uh, that blue line, Lord, and I have their back. And Lord, I pray again that you would be with those peacemakers and Lord, protect them as they go out and keep these communities safe. And Lord, they go out and, and lay their lives on the line every single night and day that they put on that badge and that uniform. Father, as we close out today, I, I pray that you would just continue to move in our lives, continue to move in our families, continue to move in our communities and our homes and our churches and our places of work and our places of fellowship and worship. God, we want you present in, in all points of our life. God, we need you in all points of our life. God, and I pray that uh, you would just make your presence known. Lord, we can feel your spirit this morning already. I know I feel it. And Lord, I just pray that you would continue to bless our church and move us in a great way. Get us across these mountaintops, Lord, and get us back into these valleys. Lord, we're going to worship you up on high and we're going to worship you down in our lowest. So, Lord, I pray that today that each one of us just uh, turn our eyes to heaven, turn our eyes to you, and we focus on you. We love you. We praise you. All in your son's name we pray. Amen. Church, I hope that you've got something out of this this morning. And, and I pray that we'll see each other next Sunday. And uh, I look forward to being back with you. And bring your friends and your family because, again, we're going to, to uh, honor our, our graduates. And uh, I, I, I so look forward to this and, and their accomplishments and honoring them for uh, the time that they've spent in their studies again and, and uh, the sacrifices that they've made uh, to uh, move up in life and, and, and become uh, these adults that we're getting to see form in front of us. So have a good day, and we will see you guys. I'll see you tomorrow morning for devotion, but we'll see you in person next Sunday.